Hello beautiful people, welcome again to another episode of the Casa Podcast. Today I've got the tribe in the building. We took a very short break, but we're back, we're back. How's everybody doing today? Could you, I think we should start with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. It's been a great day. I, my week has been amazing. Loads of up and down, but it was good. How was your week? <laughs> I like the side to begin with. It's, it's been okay. It's been okay. You can't complain, right? This week is the worst week of my 23 year old life. Hey. Why? What happened? Did anybody die? I no, sleep for not. just 3 hours and 24 hours. Wake up and continue the same cycle for a whole week. For a whole week. Sleep is overrated, you know. Couldn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hobby. It's part of, <laughs> That's part of my hobby. Like I literally, I take time to sleep. It's part of my hobby. Mm. But I realized I can't do that in my twenties anymore. Like as and now that I'm in grad school, it's not possible. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. good realization to have it's in your very first yeah. semester yeah. in grad school. Yeah, Chris, how's your week? How's your week? Oh, this week was very great. How was the gym? Well, this week I wasn't able to go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm sure I'll resume coming week. So that sounds the like week a was lie. great. The week was great. The way you keep jump starting and resuming your workout sessions, it it's interesting. It's really interesting. I've never had anyone resume so many times. Well, We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet we will. I bet we will. I, I sometimes want to doubt Chris on his gym, but uh, well, it's your life, and we, we, we believe what we hear. Maybe yeah. We yeah. To. <laughs> yep. I mean, what can we do about it? Yeah, Papa, Yeah. How's your week? Oh, this week. <laughs> Chris can test his back for me. Glasgow is hitting, is whipping your ass. Oh, I'm not in Glasgow. I'm a, I'm still an undergrad, but. Oh, sorry. Personal life. Yeah, personal life. Personal yeah, life. it was. Yeah. Really Did you have some drama? Oh yeah. Did you have some girl time. drama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Hit <laughs> it. Uh, I'm sure it could. It can. It can make up for about five seasonal. <laughs> Like movies or something oh like that. So really? Yeah. Ah. We had, oh, you had all the dramas coming from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, in a week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah girlfriend yeah. dramas and friends dramas. Oh, it was. It was good, eh? Mm. <laughs> he put that chef kiss on it. He put that chef kiss on it. it. It must have been really good. Um, I hope you made it out alive. I can see you alive, so oh, yeah. I hope you're not dead inside. No. Good. Uh, we hope so. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Whoa, this is. When someone is dying, that's when that's the same day someone is also giving birth. So okay, <laughs> okay. So something can die and something can oh, be reborn, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that idea, right? Not everything has to be held on to. Mm. Some things have to die for oh, things yes. to be born. Yeah. That's good. Yes. That's good. Like a grain of corn put in the soil, mm-hmm. it has to die, then a whole tree would come out. Yeah. I hope. I hope you're able to get on top of your drama Ooh, and. It was really. I enjoyed it. Like I don't know the day. It was really really funny, but like I came out. So mm. that's good. That's good. I hope all the other parties in this came out feeling the same way. Oh, well, this week made me to know what's coming next week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 More expectations. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, Faustina. 
Hostina. Yeah, Kojo. How's your week? How's your week? I can't complain, right? It was stressful. It was stressful for me. All assignments were due in one week and we had to sit our asses up, have less time to sleep and we had to endure a lot. But I'm grateful that it's been quite an experience and I've been taking some lessons personally not to stress myself this much and to prepare ahead of time for my studies. So, I mean, all in all, this week was good, a bit stressful, and I'm surviving, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, once the crew members tell us about their week, we all know what we're about to do. We're about to jump in. Today, we're continuing our series on the challenges people go through in their 20s. Those of us who have been following this podcast know we went through our experiences in college a couple of episodes ago, and we shared some of the challenges we faced in college. Um, In our last episode, we did talk about the challenges we face when we're starting our careers, and everybody shared some of their pro tips about interviews and on-the-job experience and first day at work. It was was lovely, and today we're going to continue with our series where we're going to talk about relationships i know in the 20s it's massive it's massive um a lot of us get to learn about so many different kinds of relationships when we are in our 20s and today we're going to look at the various kinds of relationships we form in our 20s and the challenges that are associated with them if you're listening this is the casa podcast and if you haven't done that yet subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it and i know this might not sound a lot but giving us a five-star review really helps out the channel a lot we really appreciate your time and welcome to the tribe and we see our listeners as tribesmen just like everyone in the room is we really appreciate you guys keep listening keep sharing keep and keep rating five star five stars and keep liking our instagram uh twitter and all those things just be part of the family let's share these fun times together yes guys we're about to dig in oh let's dig in we're about to dig in let's start all right so i want to start here in our 20s we build friendships very good friendships i know most of us in this room have friends that we met in our 20s and then they they become like lifelong friends so we're going to go around the room and you're going to mention that the name of that friend and tell the friend to listen to the podcast <laughs> share and subscribe come on let's go around chris what if we what's have the more name than no you have one, one. Okay, you have no to one. you have to name one we're going to mention I, someone we made in 20 in our yes in our okay. 20s i'm new to do it a great friend mine is more than one and they are all listening and they no, subscribe you have to mention one. Oh my god i'm going to start a lot of drama in people's lives now oh mention that one amazing friend you met in your 20s in, your, in my 20s yes wow what is the best name they don't count it's only people you met in your 20s it's a hard one hit me hit me with that 20 friend oh okay i'll go with this person i think everyone knows him poncho Ponchu, yeah. Ponchu, yeah. That's, that's how I call him Ponchu. Okay. That's how everyone calls him. But his actual name is Enoch. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's a wonderful friend. Oh, nice. I don't think he's subscribed yet, but I'll make him subscribe and listen to it. Enoch, if you're listening, listen, you've been given the biggest shout out. Yeah. If Yaya Boy is probably one of 
the listener's favorite. Like she is, <laughs> she's one of the listener's favorite, and she's gone out of her way to name you yeah. as a special friend she met in the, her twenties. So I call. Oh, can we go and come back? I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I've already had enough drama. I, don't, I can't create another one. All right. All right. I am going to put you... So this is what I can do for you, Faustina. <laughs> you can mention their first names and mush it up into one person. Oh, yes. We can do that. <laughs> Oh, okay, so oh. she could have given me that option, right? <laughs> <laughs> one person's name. See, um, I mean, the second quarter of my twenties. So Kojo is just being fair to me. You are in the early stages of your twenties, so you've not met so much. Let's assume. Let's assume. Don't don't like offend that. if you are a boy like that. Don't don't offend if you are a boy like that. You just do your thing. Right. If you make a fear charge. <laughs> so um. In my 20s, I've met these two amazing friends, and to mash their names up, I would say Ed M, Eddie and Emmanuel, Ed M together. And guys, if you're listening, I know you guys have already subscribed, but listen to this in the in the uh, to the end of it, because um, <laughs> most of our experiences today on friendship would be our experiences. Thanks. Interesting, Eddie, Eddie and Emmanuel. Eddie and Emmanuel. Um, the, the letter E. I don't. Uh, okay, okay, nice, okay, nice, Chris. Okay, okay. Chris, you are, you are wearing this beautiful smile. I know the name is really bringing up great memories. Tell me, tell me about the friends yes. you made in your twenties. Twenties. Um. So, I have Augustine, Cornelius, Terence. Dude. <laughs> You, you you just cannot turn this into your wait wait he just turned this into his golden globe acceptance I, know, right? I like I to turn the whole crew at universal yeah. and then they start mentioning yeah, names yeah 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 i wish so, to have done that too yeah. so great guys great guys like we had lots of memories together it'd be so it'd yeah. be so yeah echo yeah <laughs> Stop calling me a jackass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a granddad. <laughs> Can we classify as males and females? Oh, that's gonna be a tall list. <laughs> if we should go like that. Mm. I know my female friends will be bored listening to this podcast, especially Ama. Ama has also been a great friend, but she'll be like, eh, so you didn't mention my name. You like the boys. <laughs> He's asking a question. Yeah, whether we, we can classify them into males and No, 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 no. I, I mean, said we have just more than two lists. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Come on, hit me, hit me with it. Oh. Um, you know that um, I'm in my early 20s. We don't know. <laughs> um, let me see. This was supposed to be a very quick session. A very, very quick one. I know, right? I know, I know. I don't know why I'm even feeling bad for myself. Um... So, mm, Bernard Kojo Kai Saya. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, now that right? I, I know, I know, but the thing is, you know, the best person is the person who answers the question. If this was an exam, these people have all failed the exam. You are the only one who is getting like a hundred, and you are the only one with a decent set of kahunas to actually go out on a limb and mention somebody. Mm-hmm. These cowards do not mention anyone. If you are your boy, you still stay winning. You have to let sleeping dust lie, you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, these are, these are good examples of some of the challenges we face, right? 
even in our friend group, right? A lot of things come up. What are some of the major challenges that arise in our 20s that normally we do not see these things in our teenage years? But what are some of the drama that comes with, you know, our friend and our friend groups that makes relationships or our friendships in our 20s a bit more challenging? Uh, well, I would say communication. Mm. It's like, so like, as I was saying, like this week was really, really like tough. You ever like got into this situation when um, your friend calls you out and your girlfriend calls you out and you have to pick one? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they put you on the spot. Yes, and it's like, I don't know, like when you make one decision, it's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah, and I was placing <laughs> that spot this week, I was like, wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think even as kids, right, when we're like five, six, or even as teenagers, right, there are a lot of ways people will talk to us that do not necessarily mean so much to us. Like we we can communicate just fine, but when we when we hit our twenties, in our twenties, communication becomes interesting. Like the way people address us becomes extra touchy. If yeah, did you have an issue with your friends where they called you out on something and you're like, I am not going to take this. No, I don't think I get a question. Have you ever been called out of or by a friend, right? And then you felt, well, the way they addressed it or even the issue they addressed didn't sit down well with you. How did you manage it? How did you deal with it? Okay, so I think one time a friend told me um, I'm insensitive. I think that was very harsh and a pessimist. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was like a blow because he's a very close friend of mine. I didn't expect that from him. But, you know, sometimes I think... How you address certain issues make it better. You know, I'm I'm a very insensitive person. Okay, you should say it properly. The way you tell me, everything counts. Mm. I'm one person that even if I'm doing the wrong thing, and you want to address the issue, it depends on how you address it to make me change my mind. Because if I decide to do something, I'll do it. So if you want me to change what I'm doing, like change my mind, you shouldn't come. Why are you doing this? And what? No, I feel like. You should be able to communicate properly. The way you talk means like a lot to certain people, mm. more than what you're actually saying. What you're saying could mean nothing, but the way you put it across could change everything. Yeah, yeah. I understand. It's like sometimes being friends, it's like people get really comfortable, and so it's like you know, like they, you know, when you get close to like someone, and it with a certain time, like there are certain barriers, like you tend to cross, and you guys feel really comfortable, and like. You know, people just have to like address things very, very plain when it comes to friends. Like they just say it right in front of you because right now they just don't care. They care, but like to you, it seems like they don't care. So yeah, Echo, you bring out a very interesting point. And how do we all feel about this? That that come to Jesus moment with our friends, like in our twenties, or you know, generally, like in our friend group, where we have this one friend, or we have a friend who is doing something that we think is not right right that we find a problem with that that come to jesus moment where we're like sit down let's have a talk let's hash it out let's talk about it how do we feel about it and how what is the best way to go about it because if you mentioned the way her friend called her out on her bs didn't sit down with her even when she's doing something wrong she wants it to be addressed in a certain way so chris let me ask you this way if you had a group of friends the guys you mentioned and you did something wrong like you stepped over the line do you want them all to call you one friday and be like hey sit down let's talk to you about it <laughs> that'll be an attack <laughs> well i think um for me um i always get to know those who are close to me so everyone has his own way of addressing issues 
we all have come from different backgrounds we all have different way of um, speaking up or showing how hurt we are so i try to understand everyone but that doesn't mean you should just pour it out on me just like that in a nice way you can just say oh chris maybe just last week what you did wasn't wasn't nice it wasn't nice like so let's try and make things work or let's try to make things better that would be cool mm. yeah Faustina, do you want the let's sit down let's talk friend intervention <laughs> when your friends have an intervention with you i just think i just i don't know if i've heard this somewhere but i if i haven't then i think i made this up. yeah <laughs> when you have a friend intervention do you like that well um it's happened a few times with me i generally don't have so much issues with my friends but they do have with me maybe because of our differences i come to a point to accept that um, our differences make us unique and so i don't really pour so much of attention when it comes to that to create a problem but always they reverse to me they reverted to me and a few times how my friends go about it the one instance i can remember between myself and les was um, we she calling me um we didn't have a time to sit and talk but we just did a phone call she expressed what made her sad from my actions and we cleared it out i apologized so it wasn't like you sit here i sit here we talk and all when we talk it out we are friends we know how we go about with our discussions we know each other and how we flow so just apologize and we move on so from what i just said it looks like your friends are not often the issue you're always <laughs> kind of them. yeah they, they they feel i <laughs> should <laughs> be like them but we are different i was just messing with you yeah man. <laughs> you know we have some kind of friends that like always like they have an issue with they have an, an issue, issue which is yeah. like they make you feel like the devil but like <laughs> yeah m- maybe because i'm the open type and just i accommodate everybody including their good and the bad the nonsense and all i accept it so i don't really point out your wrongs unless it's an extreme thing that i feel should be spoken and addressed yeah mm. that's mm. my style mm. yeah so that that's i think one of the challenges a lot of us go through in our 20s when we're kids, like when we're five and six and someone steps on your toe, you're going to be like, hey, you stepped on my toe, apologize, that kind of thing. And, and kids are so lovely about it. Your mom would take you and say, say sorry to your friend. And you're like, I'm sorry. And then that's it. It's done. But in our 20s, people become extra sensitive. I, I wouldn't say no. sensitive, but yeah, but like, kind of. Yeah. Things become bigger issues than they should be. Things yeah. that wouldn't have been an issue in our, in our childhood become issues when we're old. And I think one of the biggest challenges people face is addressing issues how to sit down with our friends and the people we love and get through stuff i think it's one of those skills that will serve you well if you know how to address issues issues are going to arise once you're going to have friends you're going to have people who are going to do things that you don't like or you're going to do things to people that they don't like figuring out a way to communicate to express your disappointment without offending them I think one of my greatest keys is I, I feel there's never a reason to be unkind mm-hmm. to yeah. your friends. Yeah. Don't ever be unkind. Yeah. So if you have something to tell them, find the kindest way to tell them. Put yourself in their shoes, you know, and speak to them as you would yourself. And I feel it would help you well in terms of communicating. Yeah, because everybody is going through their own trauma in life. So the least you could do was to be kind. Mm. I mean, make them feel good. Mm. Yeah. Because you are distracted. 
<laughs> I am, I am. Um, guys, if you're listening, uh, Manchester United is playing at the moment, and yes, we have a screen here. And from time to time, I just drift off. Not time to time. You are watching. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are calling me out right now, and I think she did it in a very kind way. <laughs> I, I think if you are is mentioning it. Also, aside drifting your attention mm. back to this um, session, because she's an anti-Man U fan. <laughs> oh no! I don't have anything against really? Manchester United. Really? Just that they are not good. So, uh, wow. so wait, if it was Barca, Easy. we should. Won't you laugh? Trust yeah. me, hey. I'll watch. Okay, wait. Hey. Let, let, let's, 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 let's. I know. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> let, let's get back on track, right? So there's another thing, right? Um, not only do we make platonic friends or build our crew when we're in our 20s but we also start our search for a life partner right we we look for our partners in our (laughs) 20s we we try our experiment and like we our episode on the first date we go on a couple of first dates guys what are some of the challenges that come with finding that romantic partner or finding that more than a friend kind of person what are some of the challenges that people face and how do we navigate these ones? Okay, I think the first most important challenge is that finding the person and finding the right person. Mm. That's the challenge. Mm. You know, you could think this person is perfect, but you wouldn't know if the person is actually perfect. Not perfect, but you think, oh, this is the, this is the one I want to go for. By the end of the day, you'll be seeing some other sides and you wonder, why didn't I see the side before making this decision? See. <laughs> yeah. So you think that selection process itself becomes a challenge? That is the challenge. Yeah. That, that's the challenge in a relationship. That's the only challenge. That's what I see. Because if you really get somebody you know and you understand, I mean, you can never know someone. But <laughs> if you really get somebody you know and you understand, I don't think there's anything that you guys can solve. Mm. You could reach an agreement, you could agree to disagree, you would argue, by the end of the day, you know who you are dealing with. Mm-hmm. The only challenge is, the only challenge comes if you don't know who you are dealing with. Yeah. But I can also like understand you, you know, like some people in relationships get to develop new behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's like a response, like it's a reaction yeah. of it, like, so it's like, they just like, it's like chemistry, it's like, when two things react, you get a product. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Maybe as time goes on, yeah. they get to develop that reaction, like that product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like normal is like you just have to find out like what happened, what happened now, like all this is happening. Sometimes it's not like they have their character already, but like it's because of what you are doing yes. that making them become. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 good when it's 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 on a positive side, but when it's negative, but when it's but when it's in the negative side, like okay, you are ignoring me. So I just tried to adapt to it and then I don't want to miss you anymore, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And you realize, okay, she's being distant. What's what's the reason? It's because I was ignoring her some time ago. So what can I do to change it? You see, you start talking to her and all that. You know the person. That's that it comes back to you mm-hmm. knowing yeah, the, the person. person. You know, oh this person's a very clingy person, she likes being around and talking and you are deliberately avo- ignoring her. You know, it's going to cause a lot of trouble. She's going to react by either adapting to the situation or getting the attention from somewhere else. And it's just... So you guys have mashed up two different (laughs) sessions of the challenge, right? If y'all was talking about finding the person being challenging 
and echo is talking about how interactions with a person can be challenging and you guys have just mashed it all up but it's all good <laughs> it's all good um finding the person can be challenging and mm-hmm. i don't think we can give I, I don't know if there's a very good way to find, find the person no, it doesn't come with the formula oh the person can't find you <laughs> <laughs> yeah whichever way there's a finding yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. there's an input i know right yeah <laughs> so i think a fierce challenge it's going to be very difficult to give our opinion as to what will be the best way to find the person there are so many ways to find the person or be found by the person so i think we we can also look at echo's challenge right which is communication right and how we resolve and interact with them and how you know he was talking about how personalities change in response to certain things about us do you guys think you should change who you are if your partner doesn't want that if there's something about you that your partner doesn't like Mm -hmm. should you react to it by changing that thing about you um it depends i would say it depends because if the person wants you to be a better person i think you should change right yeah like my friend telling me oh if you're very insensitive because of how you go about things and what you say and you know he wants me to be a better person so in that sense i'll change I try to be conscious in what I say, how to be kind, like make conscious effort to be a better person. But when, when, like let me give an example, like you're going for a girl, you know, the girl likes to braid, like wear ribbon, fix her nails, and you're not okay with that. First of all, you met her in that state, and you're telling her, I don't like ladies who wear this, why did you come for me? And I'm supposed to stop all those things because you don't like them. Just because you don't like them. If you don't like certain things, it should come with reasons, concrete reasons. Why don't you like it? What is the problem? Okay, I don't like it because I'm not okay with it. It doesn't make sense, so I should stop because you're not okay with it. But, oh, I don't like it because I feel if you do this, it's going to affect your hand, it's going to do, then okay, you're making sense, I'm, I'm going to stop. But you just don't come in like, I don't like what you're doing, why? Because I don't like it, so I should stop. I'm not going to stop. Let me let me just um, give a top up on what we are discussing now. Um, on the subject of change, I personally think um, nobody can change anybody in the f- a sense that... Oh, um, somebody can change somebody. L- let, me, let me explain where I'm coming from, okay? Um, people have grown up from age one to 20 or more building characters from the environment picking up stuff from family the the immediate environment could be school the places they visit you get it people have grown up to be a certain type of person with the negatives and the positives inclusive and in a relationship uh, say you want me to change some habits that have formed over the years I feel as good you mention it if you think it's um, going to bring some form of disgrace, say in marriage, it's another form of relationship. Um, it's a family name you are carrying and you, you, all you can do is to talk it out. Um, I feel when somebody would change, they would change on their own because they love you and you can't force a change on them. That, that's what I'm trying to okay. say. You can't force a change on somebody. People change because they want to change. You can't change them. All you can do is to talk to them, um, include the reasons why you feel these actions is to be changed or stopped. 
and the person makes a decision because I know the person is not too young. They have um, some kind of intuition to make their own decisions and change the things that they feel are wrong. So if it's not something that is like a matter of life and death, I don't feel it's so much of a, a thing to impose a change on somebody. I feel people change if they want to change and people change because they love you and they want the best and want, are ready to do that. That's my thoughts. Uh, yeah, like also like I want to add something. So it's like this all comes back like to what like we were talking about mm -hmm. knowing the person. So it's like you have to know what you're going in for. If you know the person, what you're going in for. Okay? Like how like so it depends on the person's character, the person's personality, it's like what you're going in for. You know that this person is this way before you met that person. You have to ask yourself, are you ready for that? Yeah, you know, sometimes there could be some way, but it's not a good way. Mm -hmm. We all know we have good ways and bad ways. I mean, so if you're saying that, okay, this is how the person is, so the person should be like this, you could improve. Improve, improvement is change, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so if you're trying to be a better person, that is change. Mm -hmm. So change could be positive or negative, you see. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at it from that side. And you have to be communicated properly. You want somebody to really change something. But like, really, how many of us really think about all this when you're going to like, you finally found something that like communicates with you, you guys, you, you tend to feel the connection. How are you gonna like, gonna that's sit down easy, and... That's easy to, even in like, cause change. If mm -hmm. the person gets you guys vibe, you guys understand each other. It's very easy to make it flow. Oh, I think you are not doing this properly because blah, blah. You know, you communicate it properly to the person. The person understands you. The person will be like, okay, you're making sense. Let me try and do something about it. And, you know, it takes time. Another thing. Change takes time. You can't tell somebody something and expect, but you have to see effort. The fact that, that you, it takes time doesn't mean that I've told you something and one year I'm not seeing anything. Oh, it takes time. What should I? I, can't, I don't have that patience. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for me, it's like, I I'm saying is like, so it's like, when you meet the person and there's this connection, when mm -hmm. like it's very, very strong, I think that's when you are like maybe hint in and like bring that into like, oh, you are doing this wrong because like. When it keeps too long and like you didn't address the yeah. issue in the beginning, like when you're inside and you know things get to die down and you try to bring this issue, it's gonna raise up like concerns like you well you met me before, why didn't you tell me? Mm -hmm. Or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like people also like have this mentality, oh I can adapt to this. Mm -hmm. I can adapt to it. But I want to ask you, how long are you going to adapt? Mm -hmm. How long are you going to compromise? Mm -hmm. Because it will get to a point you will break. Mm. And when that point comes in, it's like things will be like there'll be other issues already, mm. like because you are moving forward, mm. you guys are going to like find like other issues, you're going to mm. encounter problems. Mm. So, if you don't address this issue in the beginning mm -hmm. and you wait and you adapt and you tend to break, and now maybe doing the current, like then you guys having the relationship, um, I don't know how to say it, like being in the relationship maybe there's another problem that you guys are already facing and you tend to bring that and um, bring this whole thing back mm -hmm. it's just gonna make like yeah i have an issue with the adapting i i think i'm not sure i think it's a toxic trait <laughs> I, I have that you know i could adapt to anything but i realize that if i adapt to you you become distant like i don't care about you become like a stranger mm -hmm. 
Now I, I get to, oh, that's how you are. I don't care. You don't, I don't make you affect me anymore. And I don't think I can be in a relationship with somebody that the person doesn't affect me anymore. I'm not, that means mentally, I'm not in a relationship with you. It's just like, oh, you're in a relationship. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I have sat around the table and watched a back and forth and it feels like I'm watching a tennis game. <laughs> and I'm, it, it's, I'm also enjoying it. I'm also enjoying Yeah, it's it's really interesting the points um Echo and if you are making, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. I sit here and I'm like, okay, the knowledge from experience is really coming to play here. Yeah. Clearly Echo has gone through some things that are really informing the way he is thinking about things. But it's it's not a wrong thing, right? Yeah. It, it, we, we all need experiences to be better. Mm-hmm. And I see that the things you've been through this week, even though you've not shared with the <laughs> listeners and you've not even shared with us, we can see they're really affecting how you see things. And it, it's, it's good, right? But there are a few things you mentioned that I don't want us to overlook. They are very important things. Some of the challenges in our relationships, right, particularly with, even with our friends, are all those things were like, I'm too happy now to mention. Like you meet someone and it's like, it's been two weeks and they say something profoundly stupid. You're like, uh, I'll live with it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be and, like, and then five years down the line, maybe you say it's a one-time thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or they do something, or they act in a way, or they are very rude to the older people, or to even your parents. Like, like eh, this is gonna be fine. <laughs> no, it's not gonna be fine, <laughs> right? Um, I think one of the things, again, we mentioned communication early on in this episode. Knowing how to communicate, and if you guys remember our episode about the first dates, um, Efia and D were making this point where they were like, "It's going to cloud your judgment. Don't let the excitement of the early days cloud your judgment. Look, call things out." Echo was saying, "You wait till like five months down the line, and other issues come, and you start making a list. You remember on day one, you slammed my door, and you did that. And it makes you look I immature. It makes you look like you're sitting there keeping counts yeah. of people's Talk things out as they come. Yeah, communication. It's it's really key. Um, most of our challenges in our twenties can be avoided if we learn how to communicate with our friends and the people around us. So learn to communicate." Yeah, and also want to add to this, find the right time to address issues. You just can't address issues anywhere. You know, like, there's an issue, like, maybe something just happened, like, um, maybe your guy was being rude to someone, and you know that, like, you have to address it, but you don't have to address it while the person is still, like, um, in this hot temper. You just have to wait, like, I, yes, ah, find the right yeah. time right and the time right way. mood, like, to address it. Correct, yes. correct. That's really correct. I know most of us have probably heard this adage before, but I'm going to say it again. Back home, we have this adage that says you don't pluck the ants off yourself while you're standing on the anthill. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're standing within the ants and you're trying to push the ants off you. You're always going to have ants on you. You first leave the anthill settle down then you can get the answer of yourself right a lot of people try to address issues in the heat of the moment it's probably one of the fastest way to make your relationship implode while the person is actively doing something like you know talking to my mom like this it's not gonna work right find the time it, and it's part of communication yeah. timing 
the words you use. You can say the exact same thing in two ways and one way is going to harm the person or destroy your relationship and another way is going to soothe things and you know make things better. Chris, what were you mouthing? The tune, how you yeah. Yeah, so tone. so why are you why are you mouthing it? You so, are talking about tone and you were mouthing it. No, I mean you were you were like you were expressing you were saying something about uh, communication. So I was just waiting for you to end uh, mm-hmm. at my like how we if the timing and our words we have to also talk about the tone. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The tone in which we address issues. Mm. Yeah, I can say I love you, I can just like, but you you don't see that I mean it. Mm. So depending on the you tune, have to add some. like mm. you have to mean what you are saying. Presentation, it, pre- like, it has to be nice. <laughs> it can be nice way. Yeah. That is when like sometimes the person doesn't feel that he or she is wrong. I, I mm-hmm. feel, I feel. You understand, mm-hmm. but the tone in which you address the issue, the person will, will reflect on your words, mm-hmm. and then go deep down yeah. and then realize that oh i truly i didn't do it right mm. yeah mm. so the tune also counts that that's golden that's yeah. golden and i just don't i, I think it, it it has to overflow into other relationships we build yeah look we all have this we, we talk about the way we address our parents the way we address our bosses the way we address our friends the way we I think there's never a wrong time to be polite. There's, I've never seen someone be polite and gentle at the wrong time. You can have a fight with someone in the p- politest way. My grandfather always used to talk about being diplomatic. And for him, diplomacy is saying the nastiest thing in the nicest way. <laughs> you can politely present your point. You can politely make a point, right? And I think the tone of your voice is key. Right, the tone of your voice. I, I always have this thing: um, a gentleman or a lady never yells. If you get into a screaming fight with anybody, you you're losing it. Calm down, present your point. Logic doesn't need to be yelled out. If you have a good point, you don't have to yell it. It would cut through all the noise and and stand out right yeah, you might even be right but because of how you present it you end up being the one at fault mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like important. i was doing the wrong thing and then depending on how you say it or you just stop or continue yeah. exactly yeah and exactly. it's like we all of us like we are saying like addressing people mm-hmm. but i would just want i just remember this proverb you said that um you have to move um this before you can heal someone you have to heal yourself first mm-hmm. you know sometimes like people get to react because of our rea- like our reactions or something that we did. Yeah. So like before you address something, I just want to say it like this. Just think about it. Maybe was it from you? Was it like was it your fault that like created all this um brohaha like all this reaction? So just think about it. So maybe like during the comfort and um, confrontation, maybe you have to apologize first. Mm. To make that person um seems like oh yeah you realize that you were wrong mm. that's why i also reacted this way mm. you know we all are talking about like how people we should address people but firstly before you address something and someone or something you just have to think about it what well, who was it from like whose fault was it was it mm. mine did she reacted because i did this way mm. yes and you have to re- um, approach it from that direction mm. 
Yeah. That that's that's really deep. I think one of the challenges people face in their twenties is we most people lose the sense of introspection. Mm-hmm. We never look at our own actions. We no, never no. look within ourselves. We always, right. we always think the problem is from other people. I, I, I hear this so much whenever you, you talk to people when something doesn't, doesn't work out. So, quick, why didn't you make it to the university? Well, you know, my math teacher was bad. And, you know, they don't, they, in our school, they don't even come to class. And my uncle didn't know this professor. Always and putting the blame every, on others. Everybody is to blame but them. Yes. Yeah. You took the exam, you failed, and you didn't make it. But we, we end up blaming everybody around us. They say a, a bad workman is always fighting with his tools. Mm-hmm. I think we need to start addressing the, 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 the challenge of introspection. Look within yourself. Echo mentioned you can't heal someone until you heal yourself. I think one of the keys that would serve you well, not just in your 20s and not just in your friendship, is whenever something goes wrong, first find out what you did wrong. Even if your partner is at fault, even if your friend is at fault, ask, what could I have done better? Where did I fail? It's it's <laughs> difficult. To be honest, it's the most difficult thing to do. I feel logically, right? This is purely from a, a, a logical standpoint. Yeah. If you could have not done anything other about the problem, it is safe to assume the other person could have done nothing about it. We miss it so much. We we always miss our part in the whole issue. If there are two sides to a coin, if it can never be heads, think of it this way. Logically, it can never be tails. Right? It's actions and reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Echo was talking about how did the person react this way because I took this action? We often say, oh, my actions are perfect. I'm awesome. I'm great. It's their fault. This, the, the key is introspection. Looking at your actions. What did I do? What was my part in this? You, you said something about what if I did nothing? Maybe that's the problem. What if you did something? If I had done something, would this, would this have happened? Right? If I had spoken out, if I had protected them, if I had saved them, if I had given them this information. So not, it's not only what you did, it's also what you didn't do. And to be honest, it's going to be difficult to evaluate any solution uh, situation and come out saying, I did absolutely nothing wrong. I am perfect. Like, it, it's impossible. So always find that. And I feel another way to communicate is when you go to your friend or your partner and be like, this happened. And after thinking about it, I saw I did this, that, and that wrong. And for that, I'm sorry. But you also did this. It's just perfect. That once you, the person sees you're vulnerable, you're not coming to them on the high horse. You're coming to it like we all contributed. This is what I brought, and this is what you brought. They listen to you more. But when you go and it's a shouting match and you're pointing out all the things they did wrong, like you were saying, that's why people get defensive. It's like, wait a minute, you also did that and that, right? So it's always key. Do introspective analysis before you start looking at other people's flaws. Look at the plank in your eye before you go picking the speck in people's eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It, it is. Yeah, yeah. I also think one very important, um, one very important attribute is self-awareness. Mm. Before you go into, into a relationship, you should be aware of yourself, like know who you are, what you can tolerate, what you can't tolerate, certain things that 
they can stand and things that you can't stand. Know exactly the kind of person you are and try to be a better person. That way, if you go into a relationship with somebody, you could communicate better. Imagine me going into a relationship with somebody and I don't even know my flaws. Like, I don't even know what I do wrong. I don't know. The person points out to you, you like, I don't even know. Put, I don't do this. You, you don't even know. You, do that. <laughs> you know, so if you're aware of yourself, you know the temperament, you know everything about yourself. I know you can know everything about yourself. Yeah, we, we discover new things about ourselves day. every day. Yeah, so if you are doing that job, at least it will save the other person a lot of headache. Mm. When the person comes to communicate, oh, I think you are like this, and I, I think if you do it this way, it would help. You know, oh, yeah, I've noticed that I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to work on that. So hopefully, with time, you could help me. What do you think I can do better to do this? You know? Mm. It's like you guys are communicating. I think that's the only way you can get to know somebody properly. Mm. Like that's the only way. If the person doesn't communicate, you can never tell what the person is thinking. Yeah. So just know yourself properly. You know the person also know. So that when, when someone points out your, your flaws, like, oh yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, but I don't know how to solve this issue. Can you help me out? You know, that way, you know, we are going somewhere. <laughs> you, you, you use this phrase, I don't want us to miss it. Can you help me? I feel in our 20s, people think they are overhelped. They are beyond it. Listen, <laughs> one of the quickest ways to ruin your own life is to not ask for help. And this doesn't even have to just be with your friends and with your partners. Mm-hmm. Look, look for help. Can you help me? Ask for help. Don't be shy to ask. It's very yeah. helpful. Yeah. It, it, it's key if you are, you are dropping some magic nuggets on us i know guys if you're listening it's still the casa podcast is the tribe and again we're diving into the challenges young adults face and it's been an interesting conversation echo is dropping so many keys on us if is sharing so many life experiences very and, and teaching us very important lessons and so we're really glad you're still with us um we're going to continue we're going to dive into the second part of our discussion so we're going to get into the second part of our discussion which is family and and it's it's key we make the distinction here right we're made into families the ones we don't pick the ones we're just you know you're born into a family and in in our 20s the families we were born into can be very challenging and i'm going to throw out one challenge right out the gate there are some families that uh, or family members or people within our family who fail to treat us as young adults when we become young adults and it causes a lot of friction when your parent or your siblings particularly if you have older siblings still see you as a teenager or as a 10 year old yeah. when you're 25 oh, yeah. when you're making your own money you have your job you're you're oh, ready to true. adult and they're still seeing you as oh that my little sister oh that my baby like how do we navigate this challenge i i want chris help us address our coming out event telling people hey i'm an adult now how do we go about it because it can cause a lot of issues for young adults um, I think first of all personally your attitude and taking that responsibility mm. so you don't have to say it mm. you have to show it mm. that is all deep that's so deep it. you just have to show it mm. that you are there now mm. 
you don't need any controlling mm. or any um i don't know which word to use but mm. you you don't want them to still see you as that small boy or small girl yeah that's it you have to just show it that that's that's i, I agree key. with him like i really really agree with him like yeah i could share some experience because like when i was in ghana people really thought like i was a small boy and like you don't know your left and your right but even like, with your height oh yes yes <laughs> yes yes and they'll think like oh you don't know what you're doing but like when you take certain decisions in life and people look at you like hey this wasn't really <laughs> a small boy you like you know what you're doing it's like normally one i was like how you say like actions Mm. Um, how you um, access what you do will determine who you are, and also how you talk mm. will also determine, like, will also help others to identify who you are. Mm. Yeah, that that's key, right? Um, Echo, Echo, and Chris have mentioned a very interesting thing. So they say the truth is often seen but rarely heard. Yeah, yeah. you don't go yelling in people's faces. I'm an adult. I'm old now. Treat me like a big boy or a big girl. <laughs> you show it. You act like a big girl or a big boy. If you're 25 and you're still speaking and acting and doing all your things like you're a 12 year old, you're going to be treated like a 12 year old. Yeah. And so the best way to announce to your family, I'm here, is to act like you're here. Let there be a visible difference in your attitudes and let people know I'm no longer a teenager. I'm no longer making reckless mistakes. I'm not acting like a kid. Because if you keep acting like a kid, your age is just going to be a number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, guys. So now that we've learned that we have to let our actions speak for us, we're going to do another thing, right? Let's look at it from the other side. Let's look at it from the parent side. What are some of the reasons why parents act the way they act when we're in our 20s or when we're, whenever we're trying to show them these things? You know, sometimes our parents don't want us to try something out and fail. Mm. They, sometimes they feel we are not strong enough to take the failure mm. and it's going to affect mm. some part of our life. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah, our parents also want to be a bit protective mm. Yeah, and guide our decisions. Mm. Sometimes not even guide. They want to make decisions for us. Mm. So that is the other angle to it. Mm-hmm. I can relate to the parents part because mm-hmm. my parents are not overprotective or anything like that. But then I'll talk from the point of view like having oh, that's a nice here. So I, I, I hope she doesn't listen. Akusia. <laughs> <laughs> Akosia, if you're listening, your sister is about to snitch on you. <laughs> so yeah, she she's the protective kind of person. She wants to know where you're going, the friends you're going out with, what you're doing. Even if you're going to the club, like she wants you to call her and tell her, oh, I just got to the club. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> she's doing it. Do you don't do that. Oh, I'm going to the club, that's all. Because when she's going out, I don't expect her to call me like, oh, if you are, I'm at the club now, so you can you can rest. I don't do that. She'll get mad at you that you were going to a program and when you got there, you didn't call her and blah, 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 you know. But with time, she understood. Like, mm. it's, it's just normal. And I have younger siblings. I know what I didn't want to be, how I didn't want to be treated at her age, you know. So I know how to talk to her. Now she's just 18, but I know she's an adult. Mm-hmm. So I talk to her, we talk like 
adults. You don't talk like, hey, what? No, you don't talk like that. I treat her like an adult because she's 18. And I think it also comes from your upbringing. Hmm. You know, my house, even if you are two years old, you're supposed to take responsibility for everything. Hmm. You know what you're supposed to do at home and you don't give excuses. Hmm. Even at the tender age, you know. Hmm. So when you grow up, You've been doing that for a while, so it's not new. Mm. It's very simple to, okay, you're old, you can do this. Why didn't you do this? You have to be accountable for every action. <laughs> yeah, so I think it also comes from that. Your, your, your accountability part draws my mind to something very interesting. So we've all, right from the jump, being like, you know, act and show that you're matured. You know, do things that will make people treat you mm-hmm. like you're in your 20s. Yeah. But another thing that comes with it is... They don't want to be accountable for the Exactly. Yeah. It comes with responsibility. Getting that feel of, look, I'm going to treat him like he's old means you're going to have to do things in the family to for and with your siblings that indicate you're mature, right? And so what are some of the responsibilities young adults normally miss? First of all, I think... <laughs> You should stop giving excuses. Mm. When you're supposed to do something, you should do it. Mm. You know, okay, if you want to go out, do what you're supposed to do at home, everything, so that when you go, oh, I'm going out, mm-hmm. nobody ha- has anything to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've not done this, you're supposed to do this. No, you can just take your bag and then leave. You know, and then certain things, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be proactive. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. okay. You're supposed to be proactive. Mm-hmm. If you see something going wrong at home and you can fix it, try fixing it. Mm. You know, then people see, okay, you know, it looks like you're somebody that can take care of something. Like, you are more responsible. That is so key what you said. If you see something you can fix, fix it. Now, we're going to dive into the family part that, to me, it's a bit touchy. For a lot of people in our 20s, now we're beginning to (laughs) form our own families. And, you know, we have the families we are born into and it all always has its own family dynamics how the dad acts how the mom acts but then we have partners right and they also have a family and it has its own dynamics right there are things the family you know the way the family interacts and the things that go on in that family as young adults trying to get into these new families particularly when we're not born into them we don't know the family traditions and all the things that go into these dynamics how do we navigate that space? I think you should be very observant. Yeah, mm. that's what I was gonna say. Mm. Yeah, you should be very observant. Walk with your eyes open. Mm. Exactly. Just you, you know, it happens even with our friends, and in school, we should just be be observant of your surroundings. Mm. Just watch and learn. Mm watch what they do what they expect from you Mm. or what they expect from other people Mm. then you know what they expect from you Mm. and that will be you'll be fine do do you think this also help with the observation part talking to your partner about how the family dynamics work in (laughs) conversation over a period right yeah asking questions that sort of give you a fair idea of what goes on in the household do you think that works yeah maybe you so you can be taking a bottle of water mm-hmm. then you ask oh how do you do it at home back home how do you guys go about yours like maybe you are trying to for an example maybe you are trying to prepare soup okay so for my household we we wanted to a bit to uh, be a bit spicy 
Uh-huh. How do you guys like yours? Uh-huh. Like with time, maybe just small, small, yeah, and you'll be fine. Your your soup analogy <laughs> reminded me of a story. It's a very long story. I'm going to keep it very brief here. So this guy gets married to a, a woman, a young woman, and the night of their um, the night the, the morning of their um, honeymoon, she makes him egg, eggs and sausage, and the sausage arrives on his plate with the ends chopped off. The guy was like, this is weird. <laughs> and he asked the wife, why did you chop off the ends of my sausage? She's like, oh, that's how we do it at our, in our family. Guy was like, okay. So a couple of months later, they went to visit his in-laws. And then the mom made breakfast in the morning. And she came and the sausage had this ends chopped off. Guy was like, again, this is odd. But mother-in-law, why do you chop off the ends of your sausage? He's like, oh, that's how we do it in this family. <laughs> and so one day he had the chance to visit the girl's grandmother. And so he goes to the grandma's house and she brings him sausage and the ends are chopped off. So the guy was like, I need to ask, grandma, why do you guys chop off the ends of your sausage? She's like, oh, well, my frying pan is really small. The sausage doesn't fit. <laughs> so I chop off the ends so that the sausage fits in my... And these people have lived their entire life thinking sausage is only fried with the ends chopped off. And this is a classic example of how things can be done in families. That makes the dynamic different. Maybe you eat your sausages whole. These people chop off the ends of their sausage because grandma's pot could not fit the full sausage, right? And so as much as it's a very funny story, it, it's, it gives us a peephole into family dynamics that traditions emerge from families like some families don't drink water from the from the forceps just because maybe a long time ago grandfather drank water from the forceps and he fell sick and he's like we don't do that right (laughs) you have to learn these nuances about your partner's family and it comes with asking questions from this story the young man clearly asked the woman hey why do you trouble you can't just you know see that the ends are chopped off and like mm, i guess we haven't no ends for you know so it's important to ask if you are how do we navigate a space particularly with our in-laws the brothers and sisters in-laws those can be those can be tricky you know i think as you guys rightly said it all boils down to communication you see so if maybe they are doing something you don't like mm-hmm. and that's your in-law that's that's a new family you're marrying into you see so you have to ask them questions communicate to them oh i I don't think this is appropriate i don't think what you are doing is right why are you doing it this way and can't you do it this way Hmm. you know it all comes down to trying to understand the person trying to see things from the other person's perspective Hmm. before you you come in you know sometimes living with people can be very difficult trust me it's it's not (laughs) easy but then if you find yourself living with people, you try to understand them. And then you Put your make point them understand view, that, oh, I know you do things like this, but I think if you do it this way, it's going to help, you see. Mm. It just has to be communicating. Mm. You know, people, that's the only way we can live properly. So from, from most of the things we've been discussing today, it looks like communication is key. Yeah. It's very key, even in, you know, navigating the family you're not born into and getting into the family dynamics, knowing how to communicate your ideas. If you have said something and I don't know in-laws would appreciate it, oh, couldn't you have done it this way? I think once you go and do that, your in-laws are going to kick you in the pocket. But, but again, if you know how to communicate, you can yeah, actually yeah. communicate that. I don't get it. You're going to do it. They're going to kick you in the bum. 
or suggesting something else? Yeah, I mean, if it's a tradition thing, if you if you just told like the guy from our story, if you went and told the woman, no, you should fry it with the tips on, she might be like, this your husband is a problem, he has to go. Mm-hmm. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying you can't change things that are bad. It's all about how you communicate mm-hmm. it. I, I, I want to add some on the same subject. Um, I I also think that be true to yourself, even in your interactions with your in-laws, sisters-in-laws, mother and brothers-in-laws. Um, I know it takes time. You you have your own orientation growing up and your beloved family have their own. Sometimes, um, in some cases, they could be similar. But taking an example for people who grew up in two different continents, meeting eventually, falling in love and meeting up with in-laws, it's going to be kind of cultural shock and some differences will definitely pop up. But we have to, in as much as possible, give ourselves time to adjust into the new family. We need to be true to ourselves. We need to communicate um, if there are um, things that you don't understand why they do things, your way of doing things and solving problems. In the first and early days, I feel you should be more of watching, just understand how they do things and how things work around them. And then you come up with your way of doing it from your orientation and your perspective. I think that goes a long way to build up um, your relationship with your extended family, mm. in-laws and mm. all. Yeah. That, that's key. That's key. Chris mentioned it and you've also reiterated it. Observe it. Sometimes you need to open your eyes and look at what your new family does. But you mentioned something that I don't want us to also miss. Be authentic. Be true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, the truth is, if you fake it, yeah. people are like, yeah, fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that. Yeah. If you fake it, the fun, if the fundamentals are fake, eventually things would expose you. Yeah. So you have to be true to yourself. Uh, and, and the truth is, people appreciate genuineness. You faking it and sucking up and being this whole person you're not and creating this image of yourself that you're not whenever you are found out you become such a phony that the family just people just lose respect for you just be authentic just be your true self just go out there observe try to experience things particularly like Faustina was saying if your partner comes from a different part of the world and just go there and suddenly fake a Mandarin <laughs> accent or <laughs> like a Chinese <laughs> accent. No. Go in there and just be yourself. If you have an accent or if you're from a different part of the world, just, you know, teach them about your, your culture, learn about their culture and and try to go there as authentically as you can. Exactly. And I feel people really appreciate authenticity. Yeah, I think, yeah people like sometimes try to please people and mm. that mm. can to affect your mm. like, authentic, like authenticity thank mm. you <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah mm. it's always like even though like you want to please them but don't forget yourself don't mm. forget who you are mm. if you don't like it just say it yes <laughs> you know in just a nice way in a nice in a way, nice way. Yeah. if you in don't like nice it way. address it mm. yeah you mm. maybe you can't comfort the person. Maybe you have to address it to your spouse or mm. someone else. But like, please, yeah, because they are the window a lot of times. Mm. Yes, mm. just don't let it settle in too much, and don't fake it too much. Just <laughs> no, no, don't fake it at all. Not <laughs> too much. Don't fake it. Don't fake it, <laughs> guys. Be real. Just 
you don't like you don't like it that's all <laughs> you can't come and kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> if you've been listening this is the casa podcast this is the tribe and we're getting in on some of these challenges it, it's been a very interesting conversation thank you for listening thank you for hanging out with us man i am enjoying this conversation i hope listeners are also enjoying it um Echo has been on fire today, oh, guys. I've got, I've got, I've got to point it out. Echo has been on so like he's been fired. And I feel his fire right now. He came, he came prepared. He came yeah, prepared. I, I love I think, that. Yeah, I think the drama this week <laughs> ignited a fire. Oh, him. I love it. I love oh, it. You know, you know how people prep for shows like you know going to do their readings, oh. uh, um, preparing. Echo just prepared with real life drama, oh, and so he's been he's been prepared. I love it. I, I, I love wish it. Our viewers could see us right now. I, 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 the fire. I, I really I really hope for the sake of this for this pod, um, he would always have drama in his life. Oh no, yeah. no, because <laughs> it looks no. like whenever you have no. personal drama, your 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 fire is on another level. I'm really appreciating the fire you're bringing to the show today, mm. guys. Papa Carl is on fire yeah so guys we're going to dive into the news we're going to dive into the news it's it's probably our favorite segment once we start wrapping up we get into the news and since we're talking about learning about our spouses and family dynamics and everything i think we're going to dive right in megan markle and the royal family <laughs> the rejection I don't know if I'll call it a rejection, but what do, what do, what do you guys think? Did you guys see the Did you guys see the docu- um, the interview? I did. Like, what did you think? Um, I think she did a very good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she did a very good job. First of all, she identified her faults mm-hmm. in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. She was like, her mistake was not reading into the family, asking questions, knowing mm. exactly what she was going to do before going into the family she clearly didn't listen to this podcast before she went in oh, she yeah. would have no, yeah yeah observe she didn't observe she didn't observe man no she was married into this monarchy and she thought oh i'm just mine just hide no mm. you're married into the whole you're married the whole family mm. Mm. And now it's not just a family, there's an institution and then there's a family. Mm. Yeah. And yep. now how she was going to blend the two, how mm. she was going to adapt to their ways. Everything was different. Mm. Every single thing. From learning hymns to how to sit to how to talk. But don't you think they, they made it difficult for her because they also didn't embrace her fully and immerse her in the culture. I think she was coming no, from a even, different country. Yes, and so that, I think they should have spent some more time exactly. right coming from america she doesn't know the ways i think kate was she lucky she was british right she acknowledged that she mm. was like they could have ushered her into the family properly by yeah. teaching her certain things but they didn't do that so the royal family it was a mega failure on their part right from the beginning they right actually, from the it looks like they they set her up to fail in this marriage yeah that's how it, it comes across right if you're not teaching her your ways mm-hmm. yeah you're setting her up to and she was like, you know, she tried to read how to sit, how to talk. She mentioned something. Oh, I've forgotten. I think when you're about to approach the queen, there's something they call Ketsy. Yeah, sure. Ketsy. Yeah, she didn't know how to something. And then Harry was like, oh, my grandmother, you know, she it was like, it wasn't. It was a surprise. She just saw the queen, and then Harry was like, "Oh, my grandmother is there. I think you should meet her." And then Harry asked her, "Do you know how to give Ketsy or show Ketsy or something?" She was like, "No, what's that?" Then quickly, Harry 
taught her what she was supposed to do and apparently the queen was really pleased to check something. Secondly, they could have protected Meghan. They didn't do that. From the press? From the press. They call that the tabloid or whatever. Yeah, the tabloids, yeah. Yeah, they didn't do that. And they made her believe they would protect her. They didn't do that. Mm. Yeah, so there are so many things in this story. There are so many moving parts. There are so many parts of the story I completely disagree. But I, I w- I'm going to be very honest here. Right from the jump, like about a year or two ago, my position on this was very different. And now after this interview and learning so much more, I think I am, it's not a complete 180, but I've really changed my position on this. Okay. And in other news, stimulus checks are coming in. Oh my God. Have you guys figured out what you're doing with your checks? I I'm already being dead. It's finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's finished. <laughs> Chris. What are you doing? Are you going to make some sound financial decision, buy some Bitcoin or something? I've not thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know FES money is just going to go towards funding some fun stuff. She's going to do some very fun stuff right. with the money. Like right. buying a car. Uh, yeah, I, that I think... That would be enough. I mean, how can 1400 Yeah, you're saving towards it, so you can add it to that savings. I think I'll travel. I need it. You need a break, right? Yeah, I, I think... Guys, let me, semester, let me tell you something. <laughs> All through the pandemic, I really wasn't a big fan of traveling. But in my travel last week, I've never enjoyed airports this much. <laughs> there's nobody. There's no, like secure, Going through TSA was like the best thing. I just strolled through the whole airport. I didn't... <laughs> not once... I, I think this is probably one of the things COVID... I, I don't like anything about COVID. But the fact that I cleared up the airport makes it fun. <laughs> It, it, it was fun traveling. So if you're if you're going to travel, I, I would suggest Santorini or Mali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourteen hundred can get you to Greece and back in no time, and you'd enjoy it. You'd I enjoy sure. it. Oh, I think it's like for like a couple of days, five six days, you can get it for like twelve hundred dollars. So you can go to Greece, enjoy some luxury hotels, enjoy some beautiful scenery, really? and come back. Yeah, yeah. Chris, what's coming out of Ghana? Give us some news out of the 233. You mentioned something about the budget. Yeah, Did a yeah, budget include stimulus check for Ghanaians? <laughs> I wish. No. <laughs> you wish like you were there. I wish. Guys, I heard something about COVID tax. A 1% tax for Ghanaians. So not only is the government not giving them any money, it's taxing them for yeah, the yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Additional when, taxes and all that and all that. I didn't really read about it, but it was all over on... So that, yeah. No, it should be scraped up. I mean, they should even start it in the first place. Why? I know, right? If you're not giving people money to spend in COVID when people cannot even work and you are taxing them, I mean, I don't see the point. Maybe some economist, friends, and finance analysts would explain for me to understand. But I don't see why people are getting taxed for coronavirus. They didn't cost it, did they? No. Maybe and moreover, their businesses have been in shambles mm-hmm. for the past year. Mm-hmm. So what's mm-hmm. the logic in it? I have no idea. Any other important story coming out? No. Rebecca's birthday. What did Ghana do for Rebecca's oh, birthday? Well, uh, just wishing happy wish birthday as usual. Happy birthday, mm. Manny. Happy birthday, guys. Uh, oh, the first lady uh, of the yeah, Republic of Ghana. It was, Ghana. It was yeah. her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. She turned 70 yesterday, I think. 70 plus one. 70? Yeah. I thought she was 50. No, yeah, yeah, that's that how that's how awesome she looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really looks like she's in her fifties. She's really a very we're we're lucky. The first lady of the Republic of Ghana is a very 
Yeah. 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 That, that's good. That's good. And now we're going to dive into sports. I don't think we're going to get so much out of sport. Guys, if you guys have been following, D finally got one prediction right. Her <laughs> other prediction was bogus. But she said Manchester United was going to beat Man City. And if Fia gave her a tough time that day, <laughs> and I watched the game, I was out of the country, and I was like, I really should be calling these people and giving them some... Because... She she won. Uh, it was it was a terrible game, but hey, we found a way to beat Manchester City 2-0. And now we're leading West Ham and it's only a few minutes to go. So by the time you hear this, I either would be eating my words because West Ham is going to get a late goal, or man, you is going to keep the run going. We're on a streak. <laughs> What's happening in the Champions League this week, Chris? Who is playing who? I know Barca was kicked out. Yeah, Barca was kicked out. Um, so at least their last league yeah Ronaldo also lost and yeah. I saw a lot of laughter and a lot of banter on Twitter that's not cool yeah. the guy has done enough he's an old man I can he know. rest in peace he's done a lot it wasn't fair I, I don't think even though I don't I'm not a fan of Ronaldo I think he deserves a lot of accolades like mm. he's done a lot he's the leading scorer in the Champions League for sake you see, and they keep blaming him for every single thing. Yeah. I, I think that's not fair. That's not fair. I'm not talking about Yeah, Champions League week, right? I think Man City is playing this week. Ah, explains why you guys call them, because we rested their players. No, we played them last weekend. Oh. Yeah, is so sad about Barcelona being so trash. She doesn't even feel like talking sports. Oh no, you know I'm I'm not so disappointed. I knew we'd out, but I think it was a draw, <laughs> and they played properly. It, it went down with style. Mm. How 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 was your goods? He scored. Did you see the streamer? <laughs> no, no, he didn't watch. And what do you have to say about the penalty? It was tension. Nah, you know. Did he yeah, miss a penalty? Yeah, he, yeah, missed he missed the penalty. penalty. I did not know. I I, I did not. Penalty. You he know, I don't. You see, I don't watch mediocre soccer. Oh my god! Like the way Barca plays now, I'd rather watch. No, no, now no, we no are better. No wonder you're supporting you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> no wonder you're supporting like, you. Like, uh, what? How much else are you doing more <laughs> All right, say whatever you <laughs> want. Now, did, did you realize that Fia, Fia just stammered on Mesh and Money? You <laughs> no, now I think we've adopted a new style that's the 352 um, mm. formation, formation mm. yes, and it's really helping us. I think if we had played that formation in our first leg, we would have done better. But I think, Basa, there's one problem with our defenses. Yeah, yeah, our defense is always in shambles. Uh, like, do something about that. I learned they want the center back, Sam. I don't know who they are. Upamkano? I don't know if they'll get us. Yeah, I don't think they'll get and it. Now they are saying they want Haaland, who is like, that's one say they are selling him for 150 pounds. That guy is worth about two mi- 200 million pounds, to be honest. Haaland is such a great kid. He's such a wonderful talent. He's, good. He's, He's really good. Like, you just do the work he's mm. going to score. That guy is good. He looks like Ronaldo's early age, like just. Yeah, he's he's a prime striker. Striker in his prime, and he's only a teenager, you know. Or he's barely twenty, and he's already scored twenty Champions League goals in like seventeen games or something. So the guys, the guys, the guys, the the real deal. I think if they get him and Messi leaves Barca, he could he could do something. He could help Barcelona. Without Messi, I don't think he would be that successful. 
that's the problem. But he's still good, you know, and they are still mm-hmm. good players. There's still good midfielders there that could aid him, like Yon and other players, you know. Yeah. All right, guys. So this is our show. This is the Casa Podcast. The tribe went into all the challenges people face in their twenty when it comes to relationships. We talked about friendships. We talked about family. We talked about, you know, the families we're made into and the families we're born into. We talked about all the keys to navigating these spaces. It's been a wonderful episode. I really enjoyed making this with these amazing tribe members. Ifia Yabwa was always on is always on fire and she has her natural hair <laughs> popping and it's looking amazing. And this boy is on fire yeah, too. Yeah, Echo Echo had some drama in, within the week and next week we're going to make a whole episode where we're going to go into Echo's hey. drama <laughs> and we're going to see how it goes. But yeah, Faustina and Chris were also amazing. Guys, this is the end of our special series on the challenges people face in their 20s. This has been our show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't done that yet, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Share with your friends. Get other people to jump on this pod fun. And have you a good week. Once again, it's Kodra from The Tribe. Goodbye.